You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hi, Insiders. Ellie Honig here, bringing you my weekly audio note to the cafe community. Check out my book. It is coming up soon. It is called Hatchet Man, How Bill Barr Broke the Prosecutor's Code and Corrupted the Justice Department. It's on sale July 6th. You can pre-order now. I'm signing for everybody who pre-orders. And thanks for checking out all the other offerings from the Vox Media Podcast Network and from Cafe. As always, send us any thoughts or questions to letters at cafe.com. The Trump White House tried to get the United States Department of Justice to steal the election. That's not up for debate. There's no yeah, but or well, we don't know if or allegedly about this. It's in writing as clear as the unhinged spate of emails that high ranking White House officials sent to Justice Department leaders in the manic few weeks of coup fever that gripped Trump and his lackeys starting in late December 2020 when it was clear to any right-minded person that Trump had lost the election and soon would lose power. The emails themselves read and feel just like the garbage that gets automatically filtered out and sent to your personal spam email box. Wild conspiracy theories, desperate entreaties, a delusional sense of self-importance, bizarre fonts, and needless capitalization, capital N, capital C. If one of these emails slid into your spam box alongside the usual entreaties from Brazilian princes with unique investment opportunities, if you'd only send $10,000 in your bank account routing number, you'd hardly even notice. The thing is, of course, these emails came from the White House and they went to the Justice Department. Now, the actual emails have become public now, thanks to the work of the House Committee on Oversight and Reform. I'm often critical of House Democrats for their weak enforcement tactics, but I have to hand it to them on this one. They lived up to the oversight in the committee's name. A walk through these emails is enlightening and even sort of funny, though any sense of mirth is offset by the fact that the whole situation is just so damn alarming. Let's take a look. The chain starts with a December 14th, 2020 email from Molly Michael, Trump's Oval Office coordinator, to Jeffrey Rosen, who had long served as deputy attorney general, and that same day was announced as the temporary successor to William Barr upon his imminent departure. The email itself has no content, but Michael forwards to Rosen a list of, quote, Antrim County talking points, Antrim County being a county in Michigan, which include a disjointed list of, quote, key facts including enlightening morsels like, quote, Secretary Benson lied, and, quote, federal law was violated, and, quote, laws have been broken, capital B in broken for some reason. And then there's a riveting list of, quote, arguments against us, followed by, quote, counters. For example, argument against us, it didn't impact the election. Counter, 
it impacted offices and propositions from president down to the school board. Well, alrighty then. We're just shy of argument against us. Yaha, uh-huh, counter, nah. uh A few weeks later, on December 29th, we see a more alarming email from Michael to Rosen and Rich Donahue, then another high-ranking DOJ official. Michael wrote, The president asked me to send the attached draft document. I have also shared with then-Chief of Staff Mark Meadows and then-White House Counsel Pat Cipollone. The attachment is a draft complaint to be filed by the Department of Justice in the Supreme Court seeking to overturn the election. It's largely a repackaging of the same dreck filed by a coalition led by the Texas Attorney General, which the court already had summarily rejected. Meanwhile, some pathetic cloak-and-dagger wannabe private lawyer named Kurt Olson tried to get into the mix, emailing top Justice Department officials that, quote, attached as a complaint to be brought by the United States modeled after the Texas action, and that, quote, the president of the United States has seen this complaint and has directed me to brief A.G. Rosen in person today. First, who in the hell is this Kurt Olson guy? And why would any DOJ boss take orders from him? Second, saying the lawsuit was, quote, modeled after the Texas action is like offering up a dirigible modeled after the Hindenburg. Olson then began fully spamming top Justice Department officials with purported fact sheets and rantings, claiming massive election fraud and begging for an immediate in-person meeting with Rosen. You can sense just how impressed DOJ officials were by Olson's compelling presentation. In one email, Donahue forwarded Olson's rantings to another DOJ official, along with a note reading, JFYI, just FYI, regarding allegations about PA voting irregularities, for whatever it may be worth. Yeah, for whatever it may be worth. You can virtually hear the eyes rolling at DOJ headquarters. Rosen and his Justice Department advisors declined to file the proposed Supreme Court case and rightly scoffed at the idea from the start, recognizing that the lawsuit stood no chance and would sully their reputations for eternity. If Rosen and his brass had followed the command from the White House, it would have been a historic disgrace for the Justice Department. But there was a perhaps more insidious threat coming from inside the Justice Department. Apparently, Jeffrey Clark, an underqualified Trump zealot who somehow had become head of DOJ's civil division, was vying to take over as acting AG. Trump gave serious consideration to canning Rosen to make way for Clark, who would in turn implement Trump's wild plan to steal the election, or at least to try. But Trump eventually backed off given the threat of mass resignations at DOJ and some sound legal advice from Cipollone. The capper to this ignominious chain of emails came on December 30th when Meadows, then Trump's chief of staff and once generally regarded as a serious person of sound mind, forwarded to Rosen a link to a YouTube video with the note, would you have your team look into these allegations of wrongdoing? Rosen forwarded the link, which espouses the, you know, perfectly sound theory that Italian satellites were used to flip votes from Trump to Biden, over to Donahue, who offered the perfect deadpan response. Pure insanity. Days later, on January 1, Meadows sent Rosen some lunatic written materials about purported election fraud and asked for Clark to get involved. The appropriately catty response within DOJ is worth treasuring. Rosen forwarded Meadows' email to Donahue with a note reading, Can you believe this? I am not going to respond to the message below. Donahue deadpanned in response, 
At least it's better than the last one, but that doesn't say much. Roasted. Roasted is my note. There's so much to laugh at in these emails that it's easy to lose a proper sense of their gravity. The president and his loyalists tried to use the Justice Department to steal the election. It's no more or less nuanced than that. DOJ leaders, to their credit, stood their ground and apparently never gave serious consideration to going along with it. But if Trump had pulled the trigger on Rosen, absorbed the blow of mass resignations, and installed Clark, things could have gotten ugly. Clark might well have filed the lawsuit with the Supreme Court, or he might have taken other measures to fuel Trump's insurrectionist fire. Rosen deserves credit here. He was generally a terrible deputy attorney general, serving most of his tenure under Barr and facilitating his constant abuses of power. But at the end, with his days in office numbered as the Biden administration prepared to take office, Rosen did the right thing. So too did Donahue while providing us with comedic fodder and others at DOJ. I give Rosen and his top advisors credit for that. DOJ stood its ground. It held its institutional principles and it stood above and apart from the ugly game of politics. The Justice Department reminded us yet again that it truly is the last bulwark of our democracy. Stay safe and stay informed, everybody. 